We are uh, joined now on the program by Shehan J. Araja. Shehan, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I was just looking at the uh, at the uh, magazine, Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball Magazine, the preview edition, had the Baylor Bears on the front cover. Yeah, I, I'd say, I'll tell you what, I think that was a good call by us. Uh, I know that heading into the year, you know, I think that after what Baylor was able to accomplish last year, they had a great case to be on the cover, but Look, I think that, yeah, you know, even if you had told me at this point that uh, that they'd be the national champions, I don't know if I would have believed you. And we were talking about it. It, it. Not only are they the national champions, but in that six-game run in the tournament, they dominated people. They won their games by an average of 15 points. Right. And I think that I had seen a stat that I think that the combined margin of victory was something like the fifth highest of all time. So this was not just a team. Uh, that managed to kind of come away with the title. This is a team that, as soon as they entered the tournament, was just clearly better than everybody else. And, I, look, I, I think that this team really has to be in that conversation for some of the better teams that we've seen, at least in the last 20 years. And, uh, again, just for where this program has been for, obviously, even, even uh, you know, not, not 18 years ago, even just in the last five years, to see them kind of build something new in their own image. I think it's just so impressive, and, and I think it really speaks to what Scott Drew has built there. Shayon, were you surprised that it was a blowout? <laughs> so heading into the game, I I thought that Gonzaga had the advantage. I, I thought that, that uh, you know, I mean, they were just such an experienced team. They were such a deep team. I, I thought that they, you know, had some mismatches that I think that Baylor was going to struggle to deal with, and it became clear, I mean, seriously, three minutes into the game, that that was just not the case. So, yes, I absolutely was surprised. I thought the Gonzaga was the better team heading into yesterday, but this is why we play the games, right? And I, I think that, you know, you look at the way that Baylor executed on both ends of the court, I, I think that Gonzaga looked like they had really nothing uh, for Baylor's offense and defensively. I mean, we saw Baylor defend maybe – it's best game all season long, uh, doing such a great job of, of really turning around Drew Timmy, I think, on the offensive end. I, I mean, this was – I absolutely uh, did not expect it to go like that. I was joking with some people at the game yesterday. I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios that I prepared myself for, but I did not prepare myself for just a total destruction by Baylor. So, yes, I was definitely surprised. I saw a lot of great things on the internet yesterday, but I, I can't lie to you, man. One of the, the funniest things I saw was the picture of you in the student section and then the, the upgrade <laughs> and you standing next to that national championship trophy, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's and I'm actually working on a piece right now for TexasBasketball.com about it, so keep an eye on it uh, either tomorrow or the next day. But, you know, it, <laughs> this is kind of, the team that that I feel like out of all the Baylor teams was always the most special to me. I actually only came and toured to, to attend university at Baylor because I got offered a free basketball ticket. I went to every conference game my four years there. You, you know, I mean, so this was always a special team. And so it's, it's funny to see, you know, for people, you, you can find it on my Twitter at Shahan J. Raja. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It feels kind of full circle, right, to kind of have that moment where, you know, early on, this was the it, back in 2012, my freshman year, when they go and they miss the NCAA tournament, but win the NIT, and to kind of see them go from everything that kind of happened that season to now obviously being the best team in all of college basketball, I mean, it felt like a real full circle moment. So it was real special. So as an alum, man, what did last night mean to you? <laughs> you know, I, I think that 
for me, again, you know, this basketball team has been special to me for a while, just, just because of, you know, helping bring me to Baylor University in a lot of ways, uh, you know, being sort of a, a constant source of, of entertainment, obviously, but, but also, you know, I mean, I met so many people uh, kind of being involved both on the media side and on the fan side during my four years at Baylor. Uh, you know, I, I think that you hear so much about Scott Drew, obviously, especially, I mean, we're talking like 12, 13, you know, people kind of are questioning how genuine he is, but you get to work with him a lot and you get to interview him a lot. And I mean, this, he's the same guy. He's the same guy every time that you talk to him, uh, you know, just a, just a really genuinely happy, optimistic, good guy. And I think to see him do what he's been able to do at a school that I, I would argue has not invested consistently until maybe kind of recently at a championship level. I, I mean, I think that it's just such an amazing story of resilience, such an amazing story of being flexible, of, of being willing to learn. I, I think that a lot of people early in, in Scott Drew's career kind of wrote him off when he's, you know, 40 years old and not, a, you know, winning at this level necessarily. And I think that it's just such a great story of, of persevering and, and being able to kind of build things your own way. And, and I think for me, you know, this is this is obviously what it's all about, right? Whenever you want to go to a school that has a big-time athletic program, you want your program to be able to kind of do something like this. So it's a special moment. I think that I'm still, you know, going uh, going about trying to take it all in, but uh, but it's a special moment, no doubt. Uh, I want to switch gears on you. I had one, Rand. I know you do an excellent job of covering every school in the state, but. The coach leaving UTEP and going back to Texas, what are your thoughts on that move, and did it kind of catch you off guard? Yeah, I think that I am a little surprised uh, that, yeah, that you did kind of have that kind of situation happening. But, uh, but one, I think that that, first of all, speaks to, at Texas, the kind of resources that Chris Beard is going to get at Texas that he's going to be able to, you know, again, buy guys out of contract. Uh, you know, they also got the head coach from UT Arlington as well. You know, so two head coaches are going to be on uh, Chris Beard's staff at Texas. But, you know, at UTEP, it's interesting, right? I, I think that when Rodney Terry was hired over there, there was a lot of hope that he could kind of help bring this program back to, you know, being a little bit more competitive, being more of like a, a consistent tournament team. Because this is a – I, I want to be clear. I mean, for people who don't know about UTEP, I mean – this is Texas Western. This is the only other team in the history of the state of Texas to win a national championship. This is a program that takes itself very seriously and wants to win. And I think that for Rodney Terry, you know, it, the wins didn't necessarily come. There were, you know, he recruited at a high level. He got some great transfers, but I, I think that they didn't always do a great job of executing, uh, of maybe getting the most out of that talent. And so, I think that this is also as much about, you know, maybe Rodney Terry deciding it's time. To, to do something else and UTEP kind of being like, it's maybe time to, to move on a little bit and, and look in a different direction. Uh, but, you know, I was a little surprised that it happened, but look, I mean, Chris Beard and Rodney Terry have a, a relationship that goes back to being on Rick Barnes staff at Texas back a, a couple of years ago. So, you know, these are deep ties uh, and, and I think that UTEP is going to have a great opportunity to hire another great head coach. Hey Shayhan, uh, what can we find in uh, in the magazine, and uh, and uh, where? How can we get the magazine? Yeah, well, look, I, I think that uh, it's quickly become a classic. I think so. You can find it at TexasBasketball.com/store. We still have uh, plenty of back issues on order, so you can get it there. It's uh, I think it's ten dollars, and, and we'll get it sent straight to your house. And and 
Look, obviously, um, I, I think that the reason right now to get it is for the cover, for my preseason story on uh, on Baylor men's basketball and their kind of second chance. We also have a feature on Texas Tech women's basketball coach Krista Gerlich, who kind of came in late uh, and did a great job with that team. So I think this is going to be a real collector's item for people, so, so make sure to pick one up. All right. Hey, appreciate your time. Shehan Jay Araja, our guest. And, uh, Shehan, thanks for the time. We uh, look forward to visiting with you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Have a great day. At uh, Shehan J. Araja from Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball Magazine.